show called Let's Talk Homeschool. I'm Davis and I'm with Rachel. Happy New Year. We're your host today on the Let's Talk Homeschool podcast. This is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling, the how, what, when, where, and why. We want to affirm and encourage you in the decision to homeschool, challenge and inspire you to take it to new heights, and celebrate everything you get to experience in this adventure of a lifetime. Welcome to episode number 54. Today's show is titled, Big Rocks and Goal Setting. Okay, Rachel, let's talk homeschool. So, Happy New Year, everybody. It is indeed 2021. (laughs) January is a month when people commonly make resolutions and goals for the year, and as a family, we love engaging in this annual practice. Today, we'd like to share some details of our own goal setting and making uh, and break it down into some time frames, what we will call a long-term, medium-term, short-term, and now-term. But the hope is that you'll take away some new and practical ideas that you can use in your own life goal setting. So that's the agenda for today. Okay, Rachel, let's start with the long-term. What does a long-term goal mean or look like? Well, I think we have to start with a caveat, don't we, Davis? You and I are both planners, so we're talking about things that are right up our alley today, but we need to acknowledge that this is not easy for a lot of people, so we're hoping that the tools we give you today will break this down in a way that will make what we think is a really important practice easier for everyone out there. So the long-term goals are the things that are the long-term, so we're looking at the whole year. As we look out over the next 12 months, what are the things that we want to accomplish? What are the, the projects we want to do, the objectives we want to achieve? What do we want to do in the next 12 months? Well, and we do often uh, break this up into different categories uh, to help in that area. Right. So, for example, we have spiritual goals. Right. Uh, ministry and service goals. Physical goals. That's the kind where you exercise a certain amount or get your weight to a certain level. Uh, mental or ed- educational goals that could be a, a reading list that you create perhaps social economic or social emotional or character building goals maybe that's getting with some friends that you haven't gotten with in a while financial goals marriage and family goals work goals travel goals and special projects so those are some categories that you could divide your goals in or to uh, as a way to think of what are some worthy goals So as we're thinking about annual goals, the next one down you said was quarterly goals. So you're going to take these big goals. And I really like to, and this is what we've done in the past, Davis, is you and I brainstorm these lists separately, right? And so we usually brainstorm a really long, big dog list for the whole year. And then when it's when we come together that we start to cull that down a little bit because we're both visionaries. We both like to do a lot. And when we start this list, it's pretty near impossible to do everything we want to do. So we take the big list that we want to do long term, we call it down to something reasonable, and then the next step is we do the quarterly goals. So this is where we go, okay, we've got, let's say, what's a reasonable number, Davis? What would you tell our listeners is a reasonable number for annual goals? Well, there's lots of theories on that. Many people say you should have no more than three or four goals at any given time. Because you've got to focus. Sure. But to your point about when we do goals, especially in those 10 categories, if you only had one goal in each of those 10 categories, that's 10 goals. Right. So part of 
what we do is we, we put two, three, or four goals in each of those categories mm-hmm. so we can easily end up with 30 or 40 goals. I know. So, which, which is why we then break it down into quarterly big rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, many companies think in terms of a quarter. Uh, it's often said that when a new per- president comes into uh, office, is most important is their first 100 days in office. Mm-hmm. That often dictates the direction. And basically, that's a quarter. That's right. thinking in terms of every quarter, what are we going to do for the next 100 days? Right. So, in a three-month period... We can think of the big rocks that we need to move or accomplish or get to a certain milestone along the way because those annual goals typically are big ones that aren't going to be done in a week or a month or even three months. So each quarter, we've got to push them to another port part in their or another milestone in their journey. So the quarterly is setting three, four, or five of your big rocks. What am I going to concentrate on this quarter to make some progress? So I I just want to make sure we're clear for our our listeners. Are you suggesting then that the annual goals that we're adopting can be chopped up individually into things that can be accomplishable in these quarterly goals? So maybe let's just pick one that we've done, writing a book. Can't write a book in a day or a week or a month or a quarter But if you break it down over the course of a year, you can finish a book. So are the annual goals of that magnitude, they're really, really big things that then you want to go back and break up? Or could an annual goal be something you could accomplish in maybe a weekend? Right. So as a way to uh, put some specifics to that, let's let's assume that there's two goals that we're wanting to work on. Okay. Building a patio in the back of the house and writing a book. Okay. So in one quarter, I might not have any goal for the patio because it's the winter. Mm. But for this quarter, I want to get my table of contents and write my first chapter in that quarter. So that's my big, That's one of my big rocks for that quarter. And then maybe one of my other goals, there will be a big rock that I'm going to move. But the patio, I'm not even going to... It's not, No part of it is a big rock in this winter quarter. Right. But then in the spring... I might say, okay, now my big rock on the book project is I got to get four chapters written. I get it. And then on the patio, okay, I need to get it designed and make my list of materials that I'm that uh, that I need to do that project, so that in the quarter after that, I'll probably have as a big rock to actually build this patio. Okay, so I just want to be clear to the listeners: it's both and. So the annual goals are both and, and you can actually put some individually into the quarterly. Right. So the quarterly is where we're actually going to do something seasonally. We're not going to put a patio in during the winter, but we could do that in the spring or the fall. And then we're going to take the other things apart, like a book project, into pieces that we can break down into quarters. Right. And I'll jump ahead here for a minute. One of the important practices in goal setting for the year Quarterly big rocks, and then when we look at monthly and daily, is you've got to review your list on a regular basis, whether that's weekly or monthly, because you've got to have those, you have to see where you're going Mm -hmm. constantly and adjust often uh, along the way as you're ahead of progress or behind progress to remind yourself, oh, that's right. I ha- I forgot I had this and that as a goal. I've got to get on, you know, get with the program here and start and add it to one of my 
list in this quarter month. Right. So right. so we got the annual goals. We got this quarterly big rock idea to say I'm going to concentrate on making some progress on these items. But then monthly, I think, is where you start really seeing progress happen. And we like to call it a monthly to-do. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of each month, we write down the three, four, or five to-dos that we have got to accomplish this month. And one of the big things to consider when you're making these to-dos is you really want to strive to have as close to 100% completion rate as possible. So these are three, four, or five things that are big, important. They're your typical SMART goals, and I'll let you go look up what a SMART goal is. But you want to get these done. And so those are the ones that if you pick some good to-dos, they will help you move towards those big rocks, which then help you move towards the annual goals. And so don't beat yourself up if you only get three out of four of your to-dos in a given month, but let that be your motivation that I've got to get three out of three, four out of four, or five out of five the next month. And and your to-dos can be in a wide variety of of items. Again, the to-dos could range from personal to work-related to uh, physical, financial, spiritual, anything, Uh, and they can be things that don't even look like they totally connect with your big rocks or your annual goals. Uh, For example, there are some times when I have a monthly goal, Rachel and I have got to go on a date because we didn't go on our weekly dates the last few weeks because life started catching up on us. And so it's a way to keep things in balance and pick something up that's falling, starting to fall through the cracks or be, uh, keep something moving at a high level when you you got some good momentum going. And it would be reasonable, though, for one of the big annual rocks to be a maintenance objective, like keep building into our marriage, right? Mm-hmm. So then that would validate this monthly goal of we got to go on a date, exactly. right? So that's how they feed each other back and forth. Because right. I like, like an annual project for me is getting to that counter or that cabinet that I haven't had time right to clean out and I've got to get that done I've got about four areas of the house right now that I've really got to get to and I want to get to it before it gets beautiful outside again because guess what when it's beautiful outside again I'm going to want to be outside so I'm going to set those as monthly goals those winter months to really get in there if I do one a month it's not as harrowing as trying to do four in a month exactly exactly so we got our long-term annual goals, our medium-term quarterly big rocks, our short-term monthly to-dos, and then what I call, like to call the now-term daily one thing. Mm-hmm. There's a book out there called The One Thing, The One Big Thing, and it talks about if you just get this one domino down, a whole bunch of other dominoes start falling. Mm-hmm. And so it's about asking yourself... Today, what's the most important thing, the most important one thing mm. that I can do today that'll make all the difference in my life or this one category of my life or this one project I'm, tr- I'm trying to get done? Exactly. And that helps you really focus and not fritter away your time, not you know, veg unnecessarily just because you're tired, but to say, you know what? Today, the most important thing I can do for our marriage is to buy some flowers for my wife. (laughs) Or the most important thing I can do today is 
start that automatic savings deduction from my paycheck. Or the most important one thing I can do today is... Read with the boys. Read with the boys. Start that devotional. Right. Something like that. But it, it, the one thing right now, today, when you wake up, what's the mo- one most important thing that you can do today that will make all the difference in the world? And then do it. Yeah. I love this one. I love how you're describing this because I am sitting here, the day that we're taping this, I am sitting here with 11 things to do today, which sometimes paralyzes me, even though I love to plan and I love to think, you know, I know what I need to do, but 11's a lot. And if I just sit here and ruminate, what am I going to do next? It can be overwhelming. But when I think about it, just like you just described, what is the one thing that'll make all the difference? You know, some of these fall off that list. Because they're really, they're things that I want to get done, but they don't have a need driving them getting done. They're really things that I can They're not going to make that much of a they're difference. Not. They're not. They might clear my head a little bit, which is something valuable. <laughs> but True. sometimes I really need to think of what's going to make the most difference in actually getting ahead and achieving the objectives we laid out when we looked at the whole year. So sometimes I can get encumbered by things that, really don't need to be prioritizing. Those need to be things that I have on a running list when I've got extra time to get those done, but those shouldn't drive my every day. Exactly. Otherwise, I just end up piddling all the time. I'm not really getting anything done. But you're very active. I'm active. I'm, quote, busy. I'm not sitting doing nothing, but I'm not really achieving anything. Now, you and I are advocates of the value of doing nothing. We've talked about Sabbath on this podcast another time, so that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm literally talking about the piddly achieving nothing, and I don't think we're called to that at any point. Exactly. Yeah, we don't want to be busy for the sake of being busy, uh, and we don't want to have a high activity rate in activities that aren't really moving us towards our a goal that we kind. supposedly took some time to think through and say, this is worthy of accomplishing. Exactly. I totally agree. So just again, we've got the annual goals, the quarterly goals, the monthly goals, the daily goals. I think we've got to put in some accountability in here or none of this is going to work. There's got to be a way for us to come together, compare notes, so that we can help each other achieve these. Right. um, One of the ways on accountability is that self-discipline. Sure. Looking at uh, your list once a week, looking at your goals once a month, that self-discipline sure. of reviewing so that you can be motivated and make adjustments, get moving again. Uh, but again, I think that's where, in a lot of ways, the monthly to-dos can be a really strategic way of making that happen, where you sit down uh, either self-accountability or with your spouse or with a group of people that you're doing life together with, Reviewing last month's goals, making your new goals, and making them in such a way that they will make a difference, that they're that they're moving you in that right direction again. Uh, otherwise, all this becomes demotivating if you're just doing things that look and sound important, but you're either not getting them done, mm-hmm. or you're getting them done, but they're not helping you make any progress towards anything. So. That's where, the, as you practice this, 
you'll get better and better at all the pieces of it. Yeah, but I gotta say here, you are extraordinarily good at that. I mean, you are an incredibly disciplined individual. You are very good at that. I tend to really need somebody to know what I'm trying to achieve. I need, you know, often I'll come in here with you and I'll say, I've got to get this done today. Can you help me focus on this today? Because, well, and actually in my defense, when you're still a homeschool mom, it's easy to get off track, really easy to get off track because you've got other little voices speaking to you. And even if you've got that one thing that'll make all the difference today, man, you are fighting to get it done. Because I remember when my one thing that would make all the difference meant I kept all you people fed. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> that was my objective and, for the day. And yet, that was a really important objective. It was. And you, you got it done. Big check mark. And that should, in my opinion, help you feel like you got something important done that day. Because you did. Well, I think it's important, though, to remind our listeners, especially the homeschool moms, don't devalue those things. Exactly. I mean, you know, you and I are in a different phase now. Our youngest is 16. We have our two sons are at home, junior and senior. We're in a different phase. You and I can talk about writing books or curriculum, doing projects. But there was a period of time when the highest thing on my to-do list was nursing the baby, keeping you people fed. Maybe Not running out of diapers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Going to the grocery store. I mean, those were the highest good that I could achieve. And that was worth celebrating. Exactly. And those were incredibly valuable because those were changing the world here, right? Those were really important things. So mom, I really want to help you reassess what's really important. A lot of moms today are chasing after the world. A lot of moms are willing to homeschool, but they still want to chase after the things of the world. And I want to encourage you, make sure you are focusing on the needs of your husband, of your family, of your home, and prioritizing those things first. And if you can write a blog article also, write a blog article also. But I would I would I would argue against that being your top priority when you've got littles at your feet. One well, a big part of this whole process is that it should help you prioritize yes. as you're saying. So final review here. We want to encourage you in your goal setting to set some long-term annual goals. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that are going to make a difference year after year to where 10 years from now, you're a different and better person than you were today. Mm-hmm. But also, once a quarter, set some medium-term big rocks that you need to get keep moving mm-hmm. down the path. <clears throat> then in the short term, set monthly to-dos, three, four, five, that you can be near 100% perfect on, 90 to 100% perfect on actually uh, completing and then in the weekly and daily now term, what's the one thing, the most important thing mm. that you could do today or this week that would make all the difference in the world? Pick that wisely and then make sure you get that one thing done. Amen. And you'll see that all of this starts building on each other like a set of dominoes where the first one tipped over and then they all just start falling and you actually find yourself accomplishing a lot, not for the sake of getting a lot done, but for the sake of making a difference in improving your life for the better towards goals that should be worthy. That's right. And make sure you celebrate. You know, we talk about those five objectives that we have, affirm, encourage, challenge, inspire, and celebrate. Goals that we set are worth celebrating when we achieve them. That's exactly right. And we're in that time period where the end of the year that just finished or the beginning of this new year, this is a great time to celebrate Mm -hmm. and have hope for the future. So 
We love talking about goal setting. So thanks for joining us in this conversation. We hope you'll join us next time. And if you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. This is Let's Talk Homeschool, and we are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carney. We want to thank our sponsor, Apology Educational Ministries. Their mission is to help homeschooling families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith. Apology is the number one publisher of creation-based science, Bible curriculum, and online instruction for homeschooling families with over 110 number one awards. Now that's impressive, but more importantly, that's why Apologia is trusted by homeschooling families all across the USA and the world. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Have a great day, and until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime.